Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Dan Rather reporting for CBS News from New York. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was shot to death by an assassin late today as he stood on a balcony in Memphis, Tennessee. Dr. King had planned to lead another civil rights march in Memphis next Monday. We got the latest on the story now from Russ Hodge. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Going on, my name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Mawonee Show, baby. I am very proud of myself. I am shocked that my voice works. Just got back from Atlanta. Went and saw Sporting KC kick off the season. A bit of a bummer result, but Atlanta, dope as hell. That stadium, amazing. And my voice, apparently, still doing all right. So, all right, all right, all right. And by the way, Sporting, I just got this confirmed like a couple minutes ago. I'm going to be kicking it at Hollywood Casino post-match March 5th, the home opener over at Children's Mercy Park, Sporting Kansas City. Me, you, Hollywood Casino, about 30 minutes after the match. We're going to head over to Hollywood. Let's go do that Hollywood. So on the show today, we're going to take it back to June of 2020. Yes. So if you remember, there is a shot from back when he was on the campaign trail and we're holding up some radio station shirts back when I was working over in 96.5 The Buzz. Well, fast forward to June of 2020. This is post George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. We're having this racial reckoning in America and some folks photoshopped out the radio station logo and instead wrote the police and black 
Lives Matter on both of our shirts. So that image was circulated. Some of the officers in the KCPD, they saw it. They believed it. I had to go into uh, hiding for a bit. So that's the thing. So on this Black History Month, this last day of Black History Month, I thought we would end it with some realness. Talking the Black experience. It was a hell of a conversation. And I have a question for you, Kansas City. As we now are wrapping up 28 days of Black History Month in February, we'll be doing March 1st. Huh? We'll be doing March 1st. You changing the world? You joining us? The water is warm. And our side? Yeah, it's the right side of history. Back in your feeds tomorrow, myself, Professor Harvey K, we take back America, reclaiming that radical, progressive history of America. All right, y'all. My name's Hartzell. A good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Still a lot of work to do. And that's all right, because we got the folks here to do it. We'll see ya in the morning. Bye. That creed, a creed at the core of every American whose story is not yet written. Yes, we can. The Casey Morning Show. Well, today, Mayor Lucas is also calling on Kansas Cityans to be better as a whole. He's doing this by highlighting two incidents. The first being this photoshopped picture of him at a local radio station with a T-shirt. Now, the real one is on the left, and it simply says the buzz. It was photoshopped to say something offensive. The second incident highlights offensive messages sent directly to the mayor, and the words are racist and they are harsh. If we're talking about things, whether it be social media comments or violent crime or any of these other things, you know, my idea is just let's go back to having respect, right? Let's go back to having respect for people, for others, for our differences, right? Understanding that, you know, everybody's just trying to do their best each day. I will say this, um, it takes you back. Right? Somebody talks about you hanging from a tree or something, that's, um, you know, that's something you never really get used to just letting, you know, roll off your shoulder. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing, sir? Oh, my goodness. Mr. Mayor, Quentin Lucas, back on your KC Morning Show. I wish it was under better circumstances, but we're going to make it right. Mr. Mayor, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Just uh, wild times in middle America. Just, oh, you know. boy. So let's talk about what happened. So I wake up from a text from a buddy of a doctored photo. Can you explain how you came to uh, came to see this image? Well, you know, so yesterday I um, I, I was kind of just doing my usual thing, getting started way too early in the morning, and I am used to a decent number of um, text message haters. And this guy sent me this thing, and it was just, you know, it was real kind of aggressive. And he's like, tell me this isn't true. Um, and I'm like, I don't know what you're even talking about. Um, you know, and he basically just sent uh, the picture that we have seen. It had me and you, our wonderful, beautiful, smiling faces. Oh, we look so good. We did. We look good. And one of the pictures says... Um, they have, they have us holding up shirts. One says F the police. The other one says Black Lives Matter. And then, you know, I was like, all right, you're a fool doing whatever, you know. But then I start getting more messages through the day. Like, is this true? And then um, some police officers reach out to me and they're like, everybody's circulating this and they think it's all true. And I'm like, that is just the biggest load of bull of all time. Um, and, you know, and then like people are still texting back and they're like, well, I looked for it on your timeline of the undoctored version so this means that the doctored version must be true 
And I'm like, that's about the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard in my life. So anyway, I eventually find our picture. I didn't even, I guess I'm glad I found it. Saw us wearing, as one might predict, two 96.5 or holding up 96.5 the buzz shirts like one saying the buzz family and something else which would make a lot of sense because we are at a freaking radio station with the picture of the station still in the background by the way <laughs> right 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 and you know i just that one probably there's a bunch of interesting stuff going on but that one got me kind of hot because it's like people and i'll just say this right two black men just actually doing their jobs, right? Doing their jobs in largely majority white environments. And, right, you're, we're holding up T-shirts for your radio station. I think it was a picture from when I was campaigning yeah, you for were, mayor. This was, would have been February or March of the campaign trail. So you're not even mayor yet. And, uh, you know, and, and so it just tells me, I'm like, what's wrong with people? You know, like, why, why are you trying to tarnish this and turn it into something that's different, right? The mix of the F the police with the Black Lives Matter thing, which suggests, I guess, in their view, that if you're black people and you believe the Black Lives Matter, then you also, you know, hate the police. And it's just this narrative where they're trying to tear down everything, right? Trying to make everybody feel like we got to be in more fights than we even need to be. And it was, you know, it was frustrating. It's disappointing. And I don't know why in the heck it needed to happen. Well, and that's why I want to have this conversation with you because, you know, like we're saying, this was such a layered, weird thing. I mean, I'm assuming that this thing was launched initially on Facebook. I don't know that for a fact because I couldn't find the original post either. But if I had mm -hmm. to guess, it was probably something like that. So you have right. that as your first piece. And then you also have you got dog whistling and race baiting. And mm -hmm. it's like you said, you know. I believe the Black Lives Matter. You believe the Black Lives Matter. But they have decided to use that as a tool to ignite a group of folks who just want to find ways to invalidate this movement that we're making. And I guess that's just the part that I can't seem to grasp in my brain. Someone took time to do this knowing that it was going to spur a reaction of folks that could be violent towards you and I or towards anyone who believes that Black right. Lives Matter. Persons of colors live matter. Right. And, and, you know, and the thing that gets me is like, why is it even necessary? Like, what point are you right. trying to get across? Right. It's this idea that you have to build enemies. And in some ways, as I see it, and particularly because you had nothing to do with it, it's trying to like make every black man an enemy. Right. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to do this weird thing of, yeah, you know, Hartzell Gray is part of, of this weird, you know, anti-police, anti-world thing, you know, and, and trying to make me part of it. And the only reason that it becomes a thing is because, you know, you, I don't know, you, I don't know if you feel like you're losing a, an argument or something like that, but it's just, you know, it's in some ways descriptive of our times, you know? Um, and, and I think that's kind of a, a problematic thing with it, right? That like, you know, I know I'm not going to go all Rodney King and can't we all just get along, but it's like people, people don't, you know, don't be fools, right? Let's see where we disagree. Let's have conversations about them. Let's, let's talk about what we think the future policing is or race, race relations or anything like that. What you don't have to do is just say, basically that person is so awful. They stand so aggressively and stridently on another side. I need to hate them. And that's frankly what things like that perpetuate, right? If you're, yeah. uh, you know, if you're a bunch of police officers that are circulating such a thing, or you're somebody who's circulating that to police officers, right? You're, you're trying to rile up other people to be like, yeah, see, that's the enemy. That's who we're fighting. 
And there's no reason to do that. Now we got to open this up to a race conversation because obviously it happened because someone knew it was going to play for a certain demographic. So let's open this up, Mr. Mayor, if you don't mind. From George Floyd to Breonna Taylor, insert name here. How are we doing? What is, I guess, what's the state of race relations in Kansas City? It's not good. I mean, I, I'm being too honest a lot lately. Um, you know, and I recognize, look, I'm a, I'm a black mayor. I'm a third one in this city. And I think we will spend a lot of time kind of looking at things like that. Like, yeah, we have this or we have that. Um, but, you know, people need to be willing to be challenged and not have to withdraw into camps immediately. Um, not have to just throw out their fire and ev- at the beginning of every step. And I think we still are at a point where we're having trouble with that. We're still at a point where everybody's just super defensive some more than others. And so things that don't need to become, you know, what they ultimately are, you know, do. So, you know, so you get these people that are saying, well, you hate, you know, I don't know, the police. And it's like, well, where, when did we say that? And they said, well, you talk to protesters. I'm like, all right, yeah, what's wrong with that? Right? Well, you, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 really, what's wrong with that? What, what, what's your issue with what they said? And I think we still have a problem in our city and in our country than getting beyond that. If you look at national politics, right? I mean, I don't want to get into masks yet, but, you know, this is like the freaking civil war. And it's about masks. Really? You know? And, and we see that, you know, personified, exemplified through race. Because everybody understands race to some extent. They don't, they don't get our differences, but they get somebody's black, somebody's white. Everybody thinks they're not racist, and everybody just thinks all these things. And I'm kind of like, you know, why don't, why don't we try to transcend what we think we know and try to learn something beyond that? I have to do that every day in this job, right? I'm trying to understand different groups, many of which I don't, I don't get at all. And I wish that people would take a step back and say more often, you know, that's what we're working on. Well, you mentioned it. We've had, you know, we've had three black mayors. So many retrospectives since Obama. And I think a lot of folks, some of the criticism from Obama was that he didn't use his black experience in his office. That was some of the critiques for him. How do you try to use what you've learned, your actual upbringing, and how do you try to use that to make substantive change when you know there are different barriers of entry to making real change? You know, I do try to... I try to share sometimes, and I think... What I try to share isn't just background. You, we can go back and Hartle did some outstanding interviews of me when I was running about you know where I'm from and all that sort of stuff and what I came. Know your from. plan. Know your plan. <laughs> but um, but I think somewhat more interesting is what we all deal with today, right? It's people walking you know two miles in somebody else's shoes. That's where I think I can share and make some level of difference and let people know that, yeah, despite all these things, right, I've, I've got more wind at my back than almost any brother in this city, maybe in the history of this city, right? Great schools for me, all that sort of stuff. Yet there are still things, right? Yet I wake up and I see a doctored photo of myself doing, you know, something like that. And, and to your point from before, yeah, there are doctored photos all the time, right? And there are people like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Nah, but, but, it, but it is, Right. Because a Bill Murray doctored photo is different than Quentin and Hartzell. Right. Two brothers. Right. They're trying to basically turn into militants. Um, And frankly, how they're they're trying to make a movement that isn't naturally militant seem like something very different. Right. There are lots of people that were saying, "Okay, yeah, we're understanding there's a need for change reassessment in our society. 
And so, you know, I feel like I, I have a place to share that. That's why I shared both um, the doctored photo and also an incredibly racist text message I received, which is not the only one. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, and it's just kind of like, you know, we, I'll keep sharing that so people can see like, oh, wow. Okay, there is, there is more to this than I might have thought. You know, the 4th of July is coming up. I see a lot of backlash from a lot of wannabe patriots. And I, and I just, I can't help but wonder how we got here. How did the discord devolve into where it is now? I think that, um, and I'm trying not to go too big time politics or anything like that. It got way too acceptable. Decency and respect are something that we've moved away from in some ways. So we've become more vulgar. We've become more like uh, kind of ridiculous. You see people get away with tweeting crazy things at every level of our country. And it just becomes a thing that, all right, well, I can, I can do this. I can do that. Right. And, um, so yeah, if step one was just cracking some jokes, you know, and I feel like maybe 10, 15 years ago, people would be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't crack that joke. But then there's the backlash, right? That said political correctness. Oh, to hell with it. Right. Why do I need to make women feel comfortable in a conversation of, oh, just a bunch of guys. Right. And then you see then the next step, right, of that pushback. And then it just keeps going. And so we have allowed and condoned this this kind of racial, sexual, sexist vitriol that um, we got to get out of. We've got to get out of as a community. We've got to get out of in so many other ways. And, and I think that, you know, people think that it's taking something from them, but it's not, you know. Me, me, I'll say me personally, I got, I have growth to make, you know, me recognizing what things I say or do can mean to different people, what they can mean to whole groups of people that I don't understand. And folks, for some reason, just decided I ain't got to worry about that. Well, I think too, and maybe this is just me, I'm spitballing here. And that's what this, that's why I love that we're doing this right now. I think some of it as well, Mr. Mayor, is how we address certain issues. For example, when it seems to me, and this is both nationally and locally. Whenever we talk about gun violence in this city, this state, this country, for some reason we seem to equate gun violence as a black issue. And now when you have some of these crazies online who now use the murder rate as a way to belittle black folks and this moment that is a movement. Am I overthinking this? Are we on kind of the same page here? No, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you. I mean, it's, um, it's trying to put people and arguments in their place, right? Yeah. So yeah. it is... Because here's the latest thing, and, and God rest the soul of uh, the young boy killed yeah. yesterday, yeah. right? And, and I saw that murder, and it's tragic and all of that, and then out of these people immediately sent me messages that were like, you know, well, where's the protest for him and all that? And I'm like, well, first of all, why are you using something so painful? to try to make a political point? That first of all, it was a, it was a silly point, right? But also that... Um, you know, seems to say that we can't be actual humans. We can't walk and chew gum. You can believe that we need to change laws, society, all of that to make sure that nobody like that is ever hurt again. And frankly, I hope any human with a soul believes that and works towards that. You can also believe that we want our institutions to be more accountable to the people, including black people in our community. Those aren't in conflict. And indeed, they probably actually help each other. Right. Because once we build that trust, once we say, OK, yeah, everybody who's in this are working together, then we're actually getting somewhere. 
Whereas if we're all just yelling at each other, and if we're trying to basically, I think, undermine society's view of black men, if we're trying to make everything about something that's not, then, uh, yeah, I think we'll be in a, a much worse place. I don't want to make this sound like it's a personal story because so oftentimes when a black person does tell their personal experience, the sheep end up saying that we're making it about ourselves. But you do, you yeah. do mention accountability. There is a disconnect, as you saw and experienced those text messages, people calling you the N-word, people saying you need to hang from a tree. Disgusting. On Friday, I was called the N-word multiple times, and I tried to file a police report. I tried to go about it the right way. I've listened to you. I've listened to Rick Smith, the chief, and I tried to go about it the right way. And I will tell you, it was not a positive experience. And the response I got, the first thing that was uttered from her mouth was, I don't see a problem here. Us cops, we get called all kinds of things. <laughs> As we do continue to try to bridge this gap of accountability, making it so that black folks feel comfortable to reach out. Because I'll tell you right now, that was such a poor experience for me. I said, in that situation that I was calling for, if I retaliate physically to the person that was doing that, then I make the news. And I'm going to jail. I hope I make it to jail. George didn't make it. So how do we bridge that gap? Man, I'm just thinking about kind of the story itself. Um, it, it is a tough one because I don't think anybody actually understands the um, anger and, and aggression that this can build in people. You know, how it can make people snap. I'll, I'll be absolutely honest. I got in a, uh, back and forth with a staffer of mine yesterday who uh, I didn't think talked to me the way that they would probably address any number of other people, including like senior white men, maybe senior black men too. And I told them maybe even unrelated to the situation. I'm like, you know, you, you get this enough in a day, right? And some of it's position, but some of it's just life and society. And you see services differently. You see your community differently. You see some of the heartbreak in a community. And it makes you want to either give up, not care, fix things in a different way, fight. Right. You know, as a lot of people do and the way a lot of people respond, because there is something different for um, some in our society versus others. That female officer who told you that, you know, and I think part of what they're shaking about now is that, yeah, usually society almost always immediately has their back. And, and in many ways we should. Right. But um and I think right now we're seeing an interesting time where there's all this great questioning. But there are other people that walk around with that every day. Some of them are black officers, mind you. But others are just like black folks that are just kind of like, I guess I'm going to live with that. I guess I'm going to live with the different salary. I guess I'm just going to live with my view of how services are in my neighborhood. I'm going to live with the fact that the way we pay our employees, both in the public and private sector, is so different. And it gets people, man, and it makes it very hard to just, you know, wake up the next day, just be super patriotic and say, all right, well, everything's good. And I think that's what some of our current conversations are supposed to be about, but people are missing it. I think the cop-out is the bad apple excuse, but, you know, yep. it might be a really nasty tree. So what are we doing in Kansas City? You know, I'm not saying we got to defund the police, but how are we looking and trying to reevaluate where we are how we got here and where we go from here. Yeah, I feel you. I just want people like listening and talking and understanding that, uh, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable, right? Right now, nobody wants to be. I'm sure there'll be people who are listening to this interview and they're like, why doesn't Hartzell just be funny right now, right? <laughs> I want right. to do the same thing. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Or Lucas, fix the damn potholes, right? You know, yeah. you're just so busy talking about this, right? And instead, it's just like, no, we ain't going to do the easy thing. Not that fixing potholes is easy. Um, <laughs> instead, right, what we, we need to do is just say, all right, how can I grow and how can I change? 
you know, government will do its thing. We'll figure it out or we won't. But probably more to the point is how do people do it? How does your institution do it? How do you actually ask yourself, where did I make somebody uncomfortable, right? And it isn't just in, in sometimes my, my white brothers and sisters feel this incredible, like, you know, like almost defensiveness, right? Why am I, I'm, you know, no, 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 I don't care. I don't, don't be defensive, right? I, I feel the same challenge too. How did I undermine Hartzell? Right? Maybe there are things that I've done, you know. I mean, this is the sort of thing that people need to spend more time thinking about processing. And that's the real way I think we get change. You know, some people say that this should be coming from institutions. You know, why it's still on this black man, this black woman, this black trans woman to have to try to tell the rest of the world that we matter when it should be coming from the top. What do you respond and say to that? You know what? I'm, I'm just believe and and I know um, that it's interesting and we think about the way systems work. All I'm just going to say is, look, we can fix our own little place of the world every day. And people have to be more devoted and dedicated to that. And that's where I see things coming and changing. Um, you know, I'm not one who's going to, and you're right. I do like to say the buck stops here on a lot of things. Sometimes that requires me to talk about people in my organization, but nevertheless, yeah, people should be mad when they're like, well, Lucas, what the hell are you doing? And my view is we need to do more of that introspection. Now, I know it sounds weird, but it's your self-evaluation, right? If somebody, I mean, and it's like, it's something we already do in the world. If people aren't coming into your business for a while, you think about, wow, what am I doing wrong? You're not just like, well, to hell with all of them. If people aren't listening to what you're putting on the radio, right? You're not just like, oh, well, you know, they just must be so stupid. Instead, you try to listen. You try to adapt. You try to moderate. That's what more people need to do. If, if you're saying a bunch of things and everybody has a negative interaction, you know, then maybe you should think about it. Or if you're, if you're even like, have this sense that something you might be saying or thinking or doing or perpetuating maybe make somebody uncomfortable and maybe reevaluate why you're doing it. Mayor Quentin Lucas, the final question I think about every interview we've done. Is it still a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? It's always a beautiful day to be a Kansas City, and it's a tough time to be a human, <laughs> generally, but I wouldn't want to do it anywhere else. I hope that this was a thing that we can grow from, we can learn from, and we can move forward because at the end of the day, we only want to make this city the best in the world. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. And uh, interesting, challenging times, but uh, we'll get through it on the other side and be stronger. Hey, I know we will. Kansas City, here we come. Mayor Quentin Lucas. We'll chat soon, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
great.